So I was, I was praying and asking God about just this topic of generosity, and um, I was thinking about all the ways that God has um, revealed this through um, people in this room, through this church, and, um, and um, I want to share a little bit of that tonight, but I want to I start by talking about the basis for this call to to generosity that is really on all of our lives. Um, you know, I, I heard something recently that said that um, Christians, we have a reputation, at least in the, in the food service industry, for being um, the rudest and the cheapest. Um, so like the Sunday afternoon crowd, like the post-church crowd, um, that crowd. And um, I don't know about you, but that upsets me. Um, and you know, we, 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 we're not there because we don't have church till five. So they're not, obviously not talking about this group, right? Um, so we're not eating out at 1230. Um, but my hope is that, um, that would actually upset us and that we would, um, realize that it ought not to be that way. And that together we would, um, begin to become like our our God. See, because when we talk about generosity, what we're really saying is um, it's an opportunity to reflect what God is like. See, we're talk- we've been talking about a lot of this, and even today, like this moment here that happened on row number two, it, it, this was a, a moment that showed us what God is like, um, proving and, and reinforcing what he's been speaking to you this week, that I'm, I'm like, I'm in the details, right? So... <laughs> Nudge, tap on the shoulder. Hey, <laughs> are you supposed to say something? That was a moment to show us what God is like. And thank you for being obedient to that. And thank you for listening. I love that. I love that. Um, and generosity in the same way, it's, it's, um, I think it's so significant for us because, um, you know, there, there's, there's a... Um, there's a real need in the church for us to realize just how generous God is. See, I think, I think a lot of the reason the church does what we do on Sunday afternoon when we go out to eat is because we don't realize just how generous our Heavenly Father is. We haven't encountered it. We haven't experienced it around us. We, we, um, we think he's stingy. We think he's withholding. We think he's... Um, waiting for us to do something before he gives something. That's not the kind of God we, we serve. That's not, who, that's not who our father is. But unfortunately, many believe that. And so I believe we need to, we need to <laughs> call forth and see clearly the generosity of our father. And when we do, and when we begin to believe that, and we begin to expect that and we mean to acknowledge the generosity that's actually already right in front of us in the good news of Jesus Christ it will change the way we live I really believe that so when we talk about generosity tonight um, I was just asking God God how do we approach this and I really believe that God is saying it's an invitation to be like me like tonight this is an invitation to be more like your 
Heavenly Father, to be more like your brother Jesus, to be more like the Holy Spirit who he's not stingy and he's moving and flowing and overflowing. And so my question is, do we want to be more like him in that way? And guess what, guys? This is, this is incredible. This can be um, so incredibly fun if you say yes to it. But it will cost you something. So there's, there's a tension there. It, it's incredibly exciting. It says it's more blessed to give than to receive. Do we believe that? God is saying this is, this is actually amazing. But it will cost you something. It will cost you something. I want to look at um, one short little story in the Gospels. It's in, uh, it's in the book of Mark. Mark 12. It's a sh- short, short story. Um, but I love this story. And apparently Jesus loved it too. And um, Mark loved it too. <laughs> Jesus loved it first. And so he pointed it out to his disciples. And then Mark said, you know, there's something about this moment. So we need to put it in here. And so he included it in his gospel. In his telling of, of the good news of Jesus. And it's in Mark 12, verse 41 through 44. Like I said, it's a really short story. But we're going to read this story tonight. And I want to share a few things from it. It says in verse 41, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, the poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all that she had to live on. That's the end of the story. Um, You know, and I I read this story, and there's a few things I think about. One is just the fact that Jesus, (laughs) what were they doing there? They just go sit down and they're watching people give their money. That's just weird. <laughs> are you with me? Jesus, why are we staring at people? Why are we counting what they're putting into the offering basket? We don't do that. We don't do that here, just so you know. <laughs> um, it's it's weird. I don't know if there's a cultural piece that we're missing. Like, Just like go to church, sit down. Watch, watch the giving. But Jesus, in this moment, he had a reason for being there. I don't know if the disciples thought it was weird that he was doing this, but they're along for the ride, like with most of these things. They don't usually get it till way later. Um, but they're there as well, and so they're watching people do this. And then Jesus, he, he finds, as he often does, a reason for a sermon. And she's like, guys, I need to tell you something. Do you see what's going on here? And actually, the reason for the sermon was this woman. This woman who comes and gives. And something stood out to Jesus about her giving. See, maybe, maybe they were just hanging out in the temple. Maybe they weren't actually there to, 
spy on all the givers. <laughs> but maybe in the middle of that moment, Jesus saw this woman and something he, he needed to point out what he saw. Something like captured his heart. Something um, gripped him. What was it? This is what he said. He said, truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. And this is why. This is why. He says, he says why she gave more than they did. Which even that, it's like, Jesus, this is a, a weird conversation we're having. It's a little uncomfortable. Are you counting our offerings too? You know, the disciples are like, do you know how much John gave last week? Or Peter, he's been, you know, spending extra money on lunch. So less for the tithe. <laughs> the reason why. He says, they gave out of their wealth, but she gave out of her poverty. She, out of her poverty, put in everything, all that she had to live on. What, what I find interesting, one, is Jesus doesn't, doesn't do what I, I think I might have thought in my head in that moment, which is to tell the lady, hey, take the money back. We don't, we don't need it. Like, you need it. You need it more than the the church does. Instead, he says, this woman, wow. She gave. And he commends her for her giving. And he says, actually, she gave more than they did because what did she give? She gave out of her poverty, out of her lack. And I think there was something in that where he saw that this woman had incredible faith. Like this woman believed God was going to provide for her. And so she gave even what she had to live on. And I think that's actually what catches Jesus' eye in this story, grabs his heart in this story, is actually the, the declaration of dependence that comes from this woman's act of giving these few small coins. You see, because there's something here that actually I think is deeper than, than the money itself. It's actually this moment where this woman has declared, I am fully dependent on God. That's what she's declared through this moment. She's declared her full dependence on God. And so she gives what she has, which is what is all she can afford to take care of herself. And I believe in doing so, she's saying, God, I'm, I'm all yours. We talk about the generosity of our God. Do we know it? See, I believe this woman knew the generosity of her God. And Jesus knew the generosity of his father as well. And so he's not panicking. Tell that woman, take her money back. He's like, God has got her. And he lived in the same way. You know that. He said, I, I, don't, I don't have a home. That's how he lived his life during his ministry. He didn't have a home. But God took care of him. His father provided for him. Do we know that? Do we live in that way with God? See, I believe generosity, us opening ourselves up to giving freely, not just out of abundance, but maybe even out of lack. It's a declaration where we say, God, I trust you. God, you're, you're so good. You love me. 
and you got me covered. See, I believe until we acknowledge that, until we realize that, generosity is going to be this fleeting and far-removed thing in our lives. I, I don't believe we can actually function in generosity, much less sacrificial generosity, unless we know that God has us covered. He's got us taken care of. He is, he is watching out and more concerned with our needs and our, um, our well-being than we ever could be. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? And as we heard tonight, um, God is he's in the details. He, he, he knows every, everything in between the cracks. He has got you covered. Do you believe that? See, I believe this woman, she, she had no doubt about that. Or maybe she did, but she gave anyway because she was going to declare, God, you're good and you're faithful and you've got me covered. Sometimes that's actually how generosity happens. It happens in the middle of the doubt. And we say, God, I'm, I'm declaring this anyway because it's true even if my heart doesn't believe it yet. Are you guys with me? Generosity. I was asking God, God, how do we approach this tonight? And I believe that God's saying, you know, I want my children to walk in this because I want my children to know what it is to trust me. To depend on me. To experience my, my providence and my provision in a way that um, when you look at the situation, you don't see how it's going to happen. So you have to be surprised when it does. I believe God wants to surprise us with the way that he takes care of his children. I, um, I was thinking of back to early on in my, my walk with God, and I think it was just a couple weeks in that, that God really started to challenge me in this regard. And, um, and uh, you know, I grew up in a church where tithe was talked about, and so it was kind of understood you give you give God 10%. That's actually what tithe means. If, if you didn't know that, tithe means a tenth. And so it's, it's something that, um, I don't know if we're going to go into it tonight, but um, often we think it comes from the Old Covenant. But in the Old Covenant, it was this institution where the people were called to give a tenth of what they had. And it's, it's not only a tenth, but it's, it's, it's the first parts of what of what we have and in doing so to acknowledge that what we have comes from God there's there's a powerful but often um, a powerful understanding there that often we have a disconnect to because um, we live actually in such abundance and plenty and and we we don't see actually that our our fruits and vegetables come from God we see that they come from Whole Foods or Trader Joe's donation or the Meyerhoff are you with me? But actually, back in the day, um, you know, if you wanted to eat, you had to go to the land. See, now we just go to save a lot, maybe, some, some of us. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I can't buy food at, at Whole Foods. I'm like, my goodness, <laughs> when I get three things. <laughs> uh, although they're, they're homemade peanut butter that you make in the store. Wow. Talk about, it's good. Anybody ever tried that? You're missing out, people. All right, just go there for the peanut butter. You, you grind it yourself. John, 
not, not safe for you, man. <laughs> we actually have this thing when we make something, is it John Dorsey's safe? So whenever it is, I, I make sure I let him know. Um, I had this uh, side note, and I can't, I can't go into it. <laughs> the Lord spoke to me one time, though, in a dream at night because uh, we had a party. I'm going to go into it. I got to tell this story. And we, I, I cooked chicken wings. I was so proud of it. And John, you got to try the chicken wings, man. And um, that night, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I said, oh, no. I cooked those in peanut oil. <laughs> I flipped out, and so I just began to pray. It was like 3 in the morning. I just like, Lord, <laughs> help John Dorsey. It was a really short prayer because I fell back asleep pretty quick. Um, the next day, I said, John, how are you doing today, buddy? <laughs> he said, I'm doing fine. What's up? I'm like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I said, John, um, nothing, man. I just want to know how you thought the wings were. <laughs> Later on, I told him, yeah, it was peanut oil. We were both scratching our head. I don't know. The Lord must have wanted you to have those wings, man. So he, he, he took care of you. So, amen. <laughs> mm. Wow, I got way off topic here. Um, maybe not. I don't know. Um, anyway, there's this disconnect. There's a disconnect to God's provision. And I think it often hinders our ability to really trust him and believe him. And um, see, but the tithe was a way that the people acknowledge, God, everything we have comes from you. Everything we have comes from you. And because it comes from you, we're going to give it back to you. We're going to give a portion of it, the first portion, the best portion. We're going to give it back to you. And in doing so, as a part of our worship, say, God, it's yours. Do what you want with it. And that's, and that's what the tithe, that's the, the heart behind the tithe. But see, I believe God wants to ex- expand it beyond that. So everything comes from you, God, and it's yours. But the tithe can sort of become this like, okay, you, you give that and you're done. You gave your 10, maybe before, maybe after taxes, maybe Maybe at the end of the month, what you had left, maybe at the beginning of the month. You know, um, who's policing that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but you could do that and then say, God, I'm done, all right? You got your part. The rest is mine. And so that's kind of the, actually, that's kind of what I grew up in. So when my parents said, you know, we, we got to tithe. I'm like, do we really? <laughs> yes, we do. Okay, all right, well, 10% of my $5 allowance, 50 cents, here you go, Jesus. So that's how it was, right? So then I, became, I came to the Lord later on in, in college, and God really began to challenge me. I knew that part. I knew, okay, God, you, you're going to get the first part of this. But God began to show me, you know, there's way more to it than that. And, and it's actually a good thing. It's an exciting thing. It's, it's learning dependence on me. It's, it's hearing my voice to say, hey, there's a need here. Give. Or be like me. There's not a need. But give anyway. And show what I'm like. Surprise somebody with my abundance. See, that's, that's real sacrificial generosity. It's surprise somebody with my abundance. Surprise somebody with my love. 
I believe there's a place where God's calling us where actually we would not only give where there's a need, but we would give when there wasn't a need, but we just would give to surprise somebody so that they would actually in that moment be like, why are you giving this? Why are you doing this? What's the deal? And you would get to say, because God loves you. And because I know him and I know what he's like and he's a generous God. Doesn't that sound like fun? Doesn't that sound like fun? Like just sneak attack, surprise somebody with the generosity of God is fun, actually. So early on in my walk, God gave me a moment like this really clearly, really uh, soon after coming to know him. And uh, my mom was in a really tough time and um, she didn't want to ask for help from her kids. Yeah, that's a little embarrassing, right? And, but God had put me in a place where I, I was, um, I had a good job. It was about to be over. I was about to come back to school. Um, so I was right at the end of that job. And God told me, I want you to give your mom this amount. It was a really clear amount. It was $300. And I said, God, that's a lot of money. <laughs> well, you sure, you sure that's, am I sure I'm hearing you right? I haven't been doing this very long. <laughs> am I hearing you correctly? 330, 300. That was the number. And I said, okay, God, <clears throat> okay, I'll, I'll do it, okay. So I, I, I gave that to mom. I said, mom, this is for you. And I just felt like I was supposed to give it to you. And I wanted you to know, like, God's got you taken care of. And um, she obviously uh, was a little embarrassed, but I said, no, you, you have to take this money. So a um, couple days later, I was um, I, I was going in for my last day of work, and my boss, she says, hey, I just want you to know, you've done an amazing job, so glad to have you, and you're going back to school, I just want to say thank you, and she hands me this envelope, and uh, I was like, oh, thank you, open it up, you want to guess the amount, anybody, $300, <laughs> $300, and I was floored. I'm not that good at math, but I saw what God was doing in that moment. Like, it was just like, God, you're, you're, I see what you did there. And, you know, I haven't had many moments like that, but that moment I felt like God was wanting to prove something to me there. He wanted to show me, you know, I'm paying attention and I am talking to you and I am calling you into this thing called generosity. And when you respond to me, um, you, you can know that I've got you taken care of. Even if the $300 doesn't come, I've got you taken care of. But, but also, you cannot give me. <laughs> we tied in that moment. Actually, no, we didn't tie. God just like surprised me. It was amazing. I said, God, this is, this is good. This is right. This is, this is of you. That was an amazing moment for me. In that moment, I was just thinking, wow. Wow, God. I get to do this with you. I get to surprise people. I get to just give out of the abundance of what you've given to me. That's, that's a sweet deal. So back to this story, and I want to wrap up soon. But um, yeah. Derek, you should probably even go get the pizza for us. 
All right, thanks. <laughs> the pizza will be too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, going back to this story. I think it shows us that, you know, it's not about what we have or don't have. The generosity is really, it's a, it's a state of our hearts. You know, I know a lot of you are students. A lot of you are in a place where maybe you don't even have jobs or you're not working very much. Maybe you work, work, study. I know what that's like. Are they even paying $10 yet? $10 an hour? No, probably not. Um, yeah. No, they weren't when I was there either. I thought maybe, you know, (laughs) wages were increasing. No. (laughs) I know what it's like. I know what it's like to have just, feel like you have just enough for the end of the month. Maybe, maybe thinking you don't have enough for the end of the month and somehow surprised when you get there and you do. See, but I think God is saying if you, if you live out of that place, and you don't live generously, you're missing out. In the same way, you could have a ton and you could still give from a place where you're not living in the generosity of God. I think it's about where our heart is. And it's about acknowledging God, because I depend on you, and because I want to be like you, would you just give me these opportunities in these moments? And so whether you have a little or you have a lot, I want to encourage you to be like God. Be like your father. Who, because he loved you, he he didn't spare any expense on your behalf. See, because that's the gospel and that's what it comes back to. The gospel shows us the generosity of God. Just how much he was willing to give. God so loved the world that he gave. God so loves you that he gives and he gives and he gives. God so loves you that he, he, he brought you into this place where you can know him and know what it means to depend on him and know what it means for him to provide for you. That's what he wants to do in this relationship. Will you let him? Will you let him? And will you find yourself in a place, whether you have plenty or you have little, of even giving like Jesus gave, sacrificially. Giving when it might not be comfortable. Giving when it might mean that you have to go out of your way. Those are all things that God did when he gave. He spared no expense. So I'm going out of my way. I'm stepping down into your space to be like you, to go on your behalf. And along the way, giving and giving and giving. And you know what he told his disciples? He said, "Um, freely you've received, so freely give. What if we, as the church, began to run in this? See, it's already happening. And I've been so blown away by it. I've been the recipient of it recipient of it here and I just want to take a minute to end there I want to acknowledge just the generosity that's in our midst and and through it how I've just seen um the face of God how I've I've 
I've seen the hand of God um, <laughs> talking about um, talking about God speaking specifically into things. Um, some of you know this. Our our house. We moved into our first home a year and a half ago. That was the provision of God. Let me tell you. I don't have time to actually. Um, but when we moved in, it was pretty cold, and we were in the middle of winter, and our first um, bill was actually $500. I said, Lord, <laughs> I, I don't know how many, how many um, you know, layers of clothing I can put on, but we obviously can't do $500 heating bills every month. And so it was kind of this thing that dragged out, and I, I, I complained about it enough with you guys, and, and you heard it from me. And so you knew how cold it was in my house. And at one point, the Thursday home group just conspired um, in generosity to to bless us with a front door. Because our front door was like, you could see outside through the front door even though it was closed. That's how bad it was. Um, so we got a new front door. And I've never been so excited for, you know, a... a <laughs> to go to Lowe's and buy something as I was when I got to order the front door. And uh, I was just thrilled by it. More than that, I was just blown away. That that group would just say, hey, it was not cheap, let me just tell you. <laughs> All right, I, I had no clue how much front doors cost. <laughs> but that group said, hey, we're going to take care of this. Blown away by that. A um, couple weeks ago, or a couple months ago, we were out of town and um, some people just randomly showed up and cut our grass and pulled all the weeds in our front yard. I would just, and I, I barely noticed it, except though it's my job to cut the grass, and Maria um, typically reminds me of that. And so I was getting ready to cut the grass, and I go outside, I'm like, what happened here? And actually, nobody even told me what happened. I figured it out later on, because people were being sneaky with the generosity stuff. It's in our midst. It's in our midst. Oh, back to the door thing. One real quick thing, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end here. This past week on Tuesday, somebody came who, who didn't even know about how cold it was in our house and the heating bill stuff, and even after the front door still been kind of cold and still cost more than we wanted to. And uh, so we're there, and we were actually having a time of just listening for what God would want to say to us and just sharing that it got crazy everybody had something for somebody else it was just like we could do this all night and this this guy says um this might sound weird to you but i feel like god is saying like um something about your heater something about your heater in your basement i'm like what about it uh he's like well i feel like it was cold in your house last year I'm like shut up you don't even know <laughs> This guy has been to our church one time, okay, so he did not know any of this. Maybe it wasn't a cold night, so it wasn't that he was just skip telling me, you know, turn on the heat. Uh, it wasn't like that. He says, but I feel like God is saying um, this winter is going to be different, and your house is going to be warmer, and your heating bill is not going to be as much. And I'm just, I'm floored. Like, you don't have any clue what this means to me. And actually that day I was... I was on my way to, to meet somebody, and I was stopped at a red light, and I saw this building that had all this wood piled outside. I just started daydreaming about having a wood stove in my house that day. So the Lord knew. Like, it was still, it's been still on my heart as winter's looming. I was just blown away. God says, I'm going to take care of it. Do you believe that? Do you believe it so much that you would find yourself in a place of, of giving when it's not asked of you and giving when it might cost something of you. 
because you trust God. Let's do that. Let's do that together. Maybe this week, how about this coming week? What if you just said, God, show me what you're like in this way. And let me partner with you. Let me partner with you. And would you just point out moments where maybe nothing's even being asked of me, but I can, I can just pour out your generosity? Let's pray.